Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea, and I'm with Ryan and Lindsay, and we are out of the Psalms. I mean, we read one today, and then we, we love were out the of Psalms. it. We love it, yeah. Yep, Sorry, that was happy. We're out of the Psalms. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sigh. This one is a real ringer to end on. Oh, the psalm. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a downer. You know, just let <laughs> them die in disgrace. The end. utterly disgrace them. Deborah Downer wrote this one. <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh, evangelism takeaways here. Yes. Utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Lord. Have we tried that? <laughs> I think we actually have tried that. Actually, let them be ashamed and terrified forever. Come I think to they Jesus. call that the Crusades. <laughs> Let them die in disgrace. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know why, but I laughed when you read, let all their princes die like Zeba and Zalmuna. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me. <laughs> well. Anyway. Who's Zeba and who's Zalmuna? I don't know. But. Better question. Why is Chelsea laughing at all this destruction? <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about that? Oh, no. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hungry? And then. <laughs> And then we go into Solomon. Solomon takes the throne, and how did you put it in a nice way? He, what does he do? He can. Oh, he definitely just consolidates power. Yeah, that's what like he this did. is like a like a. I mean, it's in the Bible. It's important to pay attention to, but it, it is like a pretty political situation. It's you know, God is definitely taking care of his line. I think, mm. um, but also Solomon is definitely taking making some political moves here to make sure that he's not threatened. Right. Um, Adonijah has already tried to take the throne, so because we read the Psalms in between, you may have lost a little bit of context as where we are. But Adonijah has already tried this once. Um, what's the unfortunate name of the lady? Like Abishag, Abishag or Haggith. Which so one? <laughs> which <laughs> they're both the unfortunate, unfortunate names. <laughs> uh, Abishag has been with David. Uh, Adonijah has, has tried to take power before. So you may remember the story where basically David is like pretty old and not paying a lot of attention to what's going on. And Bathsheba comes in she's like, David, we need to protect the line because Solomon's supposed to be the king. And David's like, Oh, okay. I guess we can do that. Wait, explain who Abishag is, because I didn't know this. And, well, actually, Lindsay got it. Yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay Lindsay can explain who Abishag is. (laughs) Well, when David was old in years, this is, again, just a precursor. This is where the Bible is descriptive, not prescriptive. (laughs) So it describes what they did. It's pretty important to get that. Not what you should do. (laughs) If you're cold, get a heated blanket. (laughs) Yes, there's some great heated blankets out there. You get a rice bag you heat up in your microwave. Uh, But no, no, they did not give him a heated blanket. They gave him a virgin. (laughs) So when David was old and getting a little senile and was getting cold, they kept him warm by giving him a young virgin to sleep with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, They said she was a virgin. She remained a virgin. So sleeping was not a... It was just a warming mechanism. Yes, it was a warming mechanism. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. What do you want to do when you grow up? (laughs) Probably something warm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh dear! This, I mean, the Bible, yeah. Bible's weird, huh? It's weird. So it's weird to us. So yeah. So that's who she is. That's how we first get introduced to Abishag. Is she was literally sleeping, mm-hmm. snoozing with, with David, keeping him warm. So that's how she was introduced. Yeah. But that's significant because in this culture, if you sleep with a king, whether metaphorically or not, mm-hmm. uh, that. Get you become someone who is um, significant, and that you could somehow you become part of the power game, right? If I could say so. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it, it's interesting as you're talking about that. It's interesting to me that Bathsheba didn't pick up on that. 
So Adonijah comes to Bathsheba. He's like, hey, it's fine. Solomon can be the king. Just do this one thing for me. Uh, and it becomes pretty clear that he hasn't given up his ambitions because if he sleeps with her, he's basically declaring himself king again. So Bathsheba goes and presents this request to Solomon. And Solomon's like, no way. Um, so she was like, I do have one small request. Please don't turn me down. <laughs> also, Bathsheba, come on. <laughs> also, is this, is this tips for life? Like if you are sitting on a throne and you make sure your mom has a throne, that might not be good marriage advice. <laughs> Like, maybe Solomon's wife was like, wait a minute, this seems wrong. <laughs> she was from Egypt. She was like, what do I know? Uh, my mom does listen to this. Uh, probably will put a throne in my house for you soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically politics is what I see. There's, there's yeah. a lot of moving around. Um, Solomon will emerge um, basically without challenge eventually as the king of Israel. His half-brother is making kind of a last gasp yeah. attempt at somebody trying to steal from Solomon power. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the end of the political intrigue in that regard. And they, they take out the priest, they take out the leader of the army, and yep. we get like a new clean slate of Solomon's reign. Spiritual leaders that Solomon has right. chosen, political leaders or uh, military leaders that Solomon has chosen. Yeah, He has consolidated. He is now mm-hmm. officially large and in charge there you go yeah. so then he goes and makes a thousand offerings which could take a while so it would take a bit <laughs> yeah but that night the lord appears to him in a dream and says solomon what do you want and he asked for wisdom this is that famous story of him not asking for money or wives apparently Fame. he didn't need to um <laughs> or already had else. a couple <laughs> but he asked for wisdom um and pretty humbly he was like i don't know what i'm doing i need help i need understanding um but yeah, <laughs> I do appreciate the weight that he felt of the responsibility because yeah. he's he's like basically like God, you've asked me to take care of your chosen possession. I have I don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. um, and God likes that. Mm-hmm. God appreciates that, and he's like, hey, I'm going to do that for you and everything else as well. Yeah, and uh, as we go through Solomon's life here, we'll kind of see that just because you have wisdom available doesn't mean you necessarily use it. Oh man, <laughs> you can have it, but you got to use it too. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and, and this fulfills, uh, sorry, my brain is freezing on me, but this actually was prophesied that all the nations of the earth would come to Israel and call them blessed and would realize and ask them, who is your God that you would do this? So Solomon is gaining wisdom. God is blessing them. They're really moving into the fulfillment of a lot of what God had hmm. promised. But it does remind us that beginning well – is not necessarily the whole story. We need to end well. The middle and the end is really, really important to the story. So there is a lot to admire about what Solomon, undoubtedly, there's so much to admire, um, of asking for wisdom and humbly saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, how often do all of us not say enough, I don't know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? I don't have an opinion about that because I don't actually understand that situation. Like we all have a lot of opinions based on very little information. That's true. Expertise. And we are able to share them widely. We're very able <laughs> to share them widely. And we should all take a, pay, a page from Solomon's book and more often say, I'm actually not going to give an opinion on that because I don't really understand yeah, that it's situation. It's okay to say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the right wisdom is on that. And But Solomon doesn't just say, I don't know. He says, tells God, I want to know. And I really, I admire that. And I think we should be mm-hmm. doing that more. We will obviously get to Solomon's middle and ending. Let's just enjoy the great beginning right now. I feel like 
<laughs> Wait, is there a bad ending coming? Oh, no. Did you not read your Bible? That's, that's the whole point of this podcast, so that I actually do. No, spoil- no spoilers here. <laughs> Lots of life tips today. Life <laughs> Write tips these down. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to God's Whole Story and joining us on this journey of reading the Bible. Hope you have a great day. See ya. Bye. Psalm 83. O God, do not be silent. Do not be deaf. Do not be quiet, O God. Don't you hear the uproar of your enemies? Don't you see that your arrogant enemies are rising up? They devise crafty schemes against your people. They conspire against your precious ones. Come, they say, let us wipe out Israel as a nation. We will destroy the very memory of its existence. Yes, this was their unanimous decision. They signed a treaty as allies against you. These Edomites and Ishmaelites, Moabites and Hagrites, Gabalites, Ammonites and Amicalites, and people from Philistia and Tyre. Assyria has joined them too, and is allied with the descendants of Lot. Do to them as you did to the Midianites, and as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the Kishon River. They were destroyed at Endor, and their decaying corpses fertilized the soil. Let their mighty nobles die as Oreb and Zeb did. Let all their princes die like Zeba and Zalmunna. For they said, Let us seize for our own use these pasture lands of God. O oh my God, scatter them like tumbleweed, like chaff before the wind. As a fire burns a forest, and as a flame sets mountains ablaze, chase them with their fierce storm, terrify them with your tempest. Utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and terrified forever. Let them die in disgrace. Then they will learn that you alone are the Lord, that you alone are their most high, supreme over all the earth. First Chronicles 29, starting in verse 23. So Solomon took the throne of the Lord in place of his father David, and he succeeded in everything, and all Israel obeyed him. All the officials, the warriors, and the sons of King David pledged their loyalty to King Solomon. And the Lord exalted Solomon in the sight of all of Israel, and he gave Solomon greater royal splendor than any king in Israel before him. Second Chronicles 1.1 1, 1. Solomon, son of David, took firm control of his kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him and made him very powerful. 1 Kings 2, starting in verse 13. One day, Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, came to see Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Have you come with peaceful intentions? She asked him. Yes, he said. I come in peace. In fact, I have a favor to ask of you. What is it? She asked. He replied, as you know, the kingdom was rightfully mine. All Israel wanted me to be the next king, but the tables were turned and the kingdom went to my brother instead, for that is the way the Lord wanted it. So now I have just one favor to ask of you. Please don't turn me down. What is it? She asked. He replied, Speak to King Solomon on my behalf, for I know he will do anything you request. Ask him to let me marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem. All right, Bathsheba replied, I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak on Adonijah's behalf. The king rose from his throne to meet her, and he bowed down before her. When he sat down on his throne again, the king ordered that a throne be brought for his mother, and she sat at his right hand. I have one small request to make of you, she said. I hope you won't turn me down. What is it, my mother? He asked. You know I won't refuse you. Then let your brother Adonijah marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem, she replied. How can you possibly ask me to give Abishag to Adonijah? 
King Solomon demanded. You might as well ask me to give him the kingdom. You know that he is my older brother and that he has Abathar, the priest, and Joab, son of Zerubbah, on his side. Then King Solomon made a vow before the Lord. May God strike me and even kill me if Adonijah has not sealed his fate with this request. The Lord has confirmed me and placed me on the throne of my father David. He has established my dynasty as he promised. So as surely as the Lord lives, Adonijah will die this very day. So King Solomon ordered Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him, and Adonijah was put to death. Then the king said to Abathar the priest, Go back to your home in Anoth. You deserve to die, but I will not kill you now, because you carried the ark of the sovereign Lord for David my father, and you shared all his hardships. So Solomon deposed Abathar from his position as priest of the Lord thereby fulfilling the prophecy the Lord had given at Shiloh concerning the descendants of Eli. Joab had not joined Absalom's earlier rebellion, but he had joined Adonijah's rebellion. So when Joab heard about Adonijah's death, he ran to the sacred tent of the Lord and grabbed on the horns of the altar. When this was reported to King Solomon, he sent Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him. Benaiah went to the sacred tent of the Lord and said to Joab, The king orders you to come out. But Joab answered, No, I will die here. So Benaiah returned to the king and told him what Joab had said. Do as he said, the king replied, Kill him there beside the altar and bury him. This will remove the guilt of Joab's senseless murders from me and from my father's family. The Lord will repay him for the murders of the two men who were more righteous and better than he. For my father knew nothing about the deaths of Abner, son of Ner, commander of the army of Israel, and of Amasa, son of Jether, commander of the army of Judah. May their blood be on Joab and his descendants forever, and may the Lord grant peace forever to David, his descendants, his dynasty, and his throne. So Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, returned to the sacred tent and killed Joab, and he was buried at his home in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaiah to command the army in place of Joab, and he installed Zadok the priest to take the place of Abathar. The king then sent for Shimei and told him, Build a house here in Jerusalem and live there, but don't step outside the city to go anywhere else. On the day you so much as cross the Kidron Valley, you will surely die, and your blood will be on your own head. Shimei replied, Your sentence is fair. I will do whatever my lord the king commands. So Shimei lived in Jerusalem for a long time. But three years later, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to King Akish, son of Makkah of Gath. When Shimei learned where they were, he saddled his donkey and went to Gath to search for them. When he found them, he brought them back to Jerusalem. Solomon heard that Shimei had left Jerusalem and gone to Gath and returned. So the king sent for Shimei and demanded, Didn't I make you swear by the Lord and warn you not to go anywhere else or you would surely die? And you replied, The sentence is fair, I will do as you say. Then why haven't you kept your oath to the Lord and obeyed my command? The king also said to Shimei, You certainly remember all the wicked things you did to my father David. May the Lord now bring that evil on your own head. But may I, King Solomon, receive the Lord's blessings, and may one of David's descendants always sit on this throne in the presence of the Lord. Then at the king's command, Benaiah son of Jehoiada took Shimei outside and killed him. So the kingdom was now firmly in Solomon's grip. 1 Kings 3 Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and married one of his daughters. He brought her to live in the city of David until he could finish building his palace and then the temple of the Lord and the wall around the city. At that time, the people of Israel sacrificed their offerings at, a local, at local places of worship, for a temple honoring the name of the Lord had not yet been built. 
Solomon loved the Lord and followed the decrees of his father, David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. First Chronicles 1. Solomon called together all the leaders of Israel, the generals and captains of the army, the judges and all the political and clan leaders. Then he led the entire assembly to the place of worship in Gibeon, for God's tabernacle was located there. This was the tabernacle that Moses, the Lord's servant, had made in the wilderness. David had already moved the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the tent he had prepared for it in Jerusalem. But the bronze altar made by Beziel, son of Uri, and the grandson of Hur, was there at Gibeon in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So Solomon and the people gathered in front of it to consult the Lord. There in front of the tabernacle, Solomon went up to the bronze altar in the Lord's presence and sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings on it. 1 Kings 3 That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, You showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or a wealth or a death of your enemies, I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realized that it was a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. Second Chronicles 1 That night God appeared to Solomon and said, What do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Solomon replied to God, You showed great and faithful love to David my father, and now you have made, a, made me a king in his place. O Lord God, please continue to keep your promise to David my father, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly, for who could possibly govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Because your greatest desire is to help your people, and you did not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even death of your enemies or a long life, but rather you asked for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people. I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested, but I will also give you wealth, riches, and fame such as no other king has had before you or ever will have in the future. Then Solomon returned to Jerusalem from the tabernacle at the place of worship in Gibeon and reigned over Israel. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. 
You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.